and welcome back to the Football Outsiders Fantasy Podcast. I'm Scott Spratt, a writer for Football Outsiders, part of the Edge Sports family. There are just three games left in the 2019-20 NFL season, and even with two of them this week in the conference championship round, the DFS options are dwindling. I'll help you make your selections by previewing the player venues, the forecasted weather, and defensive opponents for this weekend, and I'll get that started with quarterbacks. For quarterbacks, just two good and just two bad matchups this week. The two good ones are Patrick Mahomes and Jimmy Garoppolo. For Mahomes, this is really a situation where I expect him to be in the majority of lineups this week. He's at home against the Titans. Being at home is a boost. Uh, There's some weather concerns here with a 20-degree kickoff temperature, but not expected to have any wind, not expected to have any precipitation. I'm not too worried, and I'm just docking Mahomes a little bit for that. Meanwhile, the matchup against the Titans, I think, is a positive one for Mahomes in the Chiefs passing game. They're number 21 in DVOA pass defense versus number 10 in DVOA run defense. And that skews a little bit more work towards the pass when teams play the Titans. The Titans increased their opponents' pass plays by 10%. And even though they cut passing touchdowns per attempt by 13%, that kind of you know washes out in the end of things. And I'm not honestly that sure that Mahomes can be affected by those efficiency splits the way that other quarterbacks are, especially given the fact that Titans are not a very heavy defensive pressure team. Just a 25.1% defensive pressure rate this season, according to Sports Info Solutions charting, that's 30th in football. So with all of that, Mahomes not surprisingly lands as my number one quarterback for this week, and I think he is well worth his price of $7,700 in DraftKings. If you're looking for more of a value option at the position, there's probably nobody that stands out tremendously well, but I think Jimmy Garoppolo is a little bit of one. I've ranked him third at the position this week, uh, this week whereas his DraftKings price of $5,200 puts him fourth at the position. He's also at home, a nice boost, and then playing a Packers defense. Not nearly as good a defensive matchup as the Titans. They're number 10 in DVOA pass defense and number 23 in DVOA run defense. So kind of the opposite split there and one that may make the 49ers rely a little bit more on the run, something they in fact did uh, back in week 12 when these two teams played each other in San Francisco the first time. But all that said, I still think this is a relatively good matchup, maybe more because of Ryan Tannehill's, in my mind, worst matchup that boosts Garoppolo just by by a relative standard. Uh, but still not a great matchup here against the Packers. They also cut passing touchdowns per attempt by 16%. So Garoppolo, probably not someone I'm desperate to build my lineups around unless I just want more of a contrarian play. Meanwhile, the quarterbacks with the explicit bad matchups this week are Aaron Rodgers and Ryan Tannehill. I'll start with Tannehill, actually, in that Chiefs matchup. Uh, it's it's tough for a number of reasons. Um, one, obviously, the Titans have been relying a lot more heavily on a rushing-based attack. And if they can get up again like they did against the Patriots and the Ravens, then I think Tannehill probably won't throw more than 20 passes. But even if they don't, if they fall behind and have to rely a little bit more on the pass, not a great matchup against the Chiefs, who are number six in DVOA pass defense versus number 29 in DVOA run defense. Uh, so pretty tough here. They cut passing yards and touchdowns per attempt by 11% and 21% plus the cold, plus the fact that Tannehill is going on the road into a hostile environment. All of that drops him down to fourth at the position this week, whereas he would normally be ahead of Garoppolo from a true talent standpoint. And so I think his his DraftKings price of $5,500 is a little bit too expensive for him. I would look elsewhere at the position. Rodgers, you could probably talk me into him. Uh, Obviously didn't do too well the last time these two teams played, but the game script may not play out in the same way. Uh, The 49ers matchup, still not good. Number two in DVOA pass defense versus number 11 in DVOA run defense. And while the 49ers were a little bit friendlier over the second half of the season to opposing passers, I think a lot of that related to D Ford playing and not playing. With Ford uh, in healthy games this year, he played 12. 
the the 49ers have an 11.1% sack rate versus just 4.6% in the five games that he missed. Ford returned last week, looked fine, should be playing again this week. So I think that just kind of throws the 49ers back to being as good as they were at their peak. Uh, In general, they cut pass plays by 10%, passing yards per attempt by 19%, and passing touchdowns by 13%. And even though the weather is going to be much, much better in San Francisco than Rodgers faced at home last week, Rodgers still has averaged 52 more yards, 0.3 more touchdowns, and 4.1 more fantasy points per game at home than on the road this season. And he's obviously on the road here in San Francisco. So all of that said, Rodgers is still my number two quarterback this week. I just think he's still a more attractive option than than Garoppolo and Tannehill, but I still don't really want to use him this week, given that he's $6,100 in DraftKings, a little bit too pricey to me. Uh, All things being equal, I'm just going to use Mahomes and try to save money at other positions. Speaking of those other positions, running back, my favorite matchups this week. Uh, there's several pretty good ones in my mind. Derrick Henry, Damian Williams, Raheem Mostert, and Tevin Coleman. Um, I'll start with Damian Williams um, at home against the Titans here. I mentioned before that the Titans have a better run defense than pass defense, but given that Williams has so much of his, his fantasy production as a receiver, I still think this is a pretty good matchup for him. The Titans are actually a bottom 10 DVOA team against running back receivers, and that really boosted his fantasy production last week, and I think makes him a little bit less susceptible to game script than even Derrick Henry, who is the obvious number one choice at the position. Given that, I have him second at the position, um, and he's number two in price on DraftKings, but still significantly less expensive than Henry at $7,000. So I think he's definitely somebody you could put in your lineups, and I love him in a stack with Mahomes and some of the other Chiefs passing options. I think potential real value for you right there. Uh, For Henry, obviously the number one choice at the position, $8,700, so significantly more expensive than Williams and everybody else. To me, this is really a game script thing. Like, obviously, if the Titans can get ahead, they can do what they did the last two weeks against what on paper looked like superior opponents. And that would lead to, you know, 30-plus carries and probably 150-plus yards for Henry again, especially against a Chiefs defense that I think is actually worse against the run than those previous two opponents. Uh, But that said, uh, it might not play out that way. And so he's not a slam dunk number one for me. I still have him first at the position. Uh, the Chiefs are number 29 in DVA run defense and increased rushing yards per attempt by 12%. So that's the good matchup stuff. Neutral for rushing touchdowns, but not too much of a concern for me right here. The reason that I would probably lean away from using Henry is more of a contrarian play. And he's a lot tougher player to stack with other options if you're especially in a tournament than some of the other options at the position. So that's the only real reticence that I have here, but I'm, I'm totally fine with you spending $8,700 and putting him in your lineup. Obviously a very fun player to root for. Next up, we have Raheem Mostert and Tevin Coleman, the 49ers here playing at home against the Packers. So Coleman was the better fantasy option last week, kind of out of nowhere, 22 carries, more than 100 rushing yards and two rushing touchdowns. But I think injury slash illness may have played a role in this. Mostert said he had been sick leading up to the game last week, and I think that may have contributed to the the calf um a calf injury, or I guess the cramp that he suffered during the game. Something that he says is probably not going to be a problem for him moving forward. And I think it's a little reactionary to consider Coleman the the better option in, in, I mean, for the week or in DFS. And he's actually significantly more expensive than Mostert this week, $5,700 versus $4,300. Remember that before this week, Coleman hadn't had more than, you know, seven or so carries in a month and a half, whereas Mostert has had 10 plus per game over the last six games. So for for me, Mostert is still the safer option. And this is still a pretty good matchup here against the Packers. Again, number 23 in DVOA run defense. 
Um, so they increased rushing yards and rushing touchdowns per attempt by 8% and 23% respectively. I mean, both of those things could boost both Mostert and Coleman, depending on which one's the lead back. But I'm going to lean that Mostert is the guy here, and that makes him the relative value for me. I've ranked him fourth while I ranked Coleman fifth. And to me, I have a little bit of a significant gap between them, opposite of what you're seeing in their, in their prices in DFS. Okay, the running backs for bad matchups this week. It's just one. It's Aaron Jones. And even his, I don't think, is too bad. And it's really just because of his versatility as a rusher and receiver. But on the road against the 49ers, I think it's still a pretty tough spot here. They're a better pass defense than run defense, but still the number 11 DVOA run defense. And they are a top 10 DVOA defense against receiving backs. So two things that may hurt Jones here. The 49ers cut pass plays by 10% um, and cut rushing touchdowns per attempt by 26%. And to me, that's the major concern here. Jones showed a pretty marked split at home versus on the road in terms of scoring touchdowns this season. 12 touchdowns on the ground and nine games at home versus six and eight games on the road. And weirdly, those six rushing touchdowns on the road all came in two games. He had four against the Cowboys and two against the Vikings earlier in the year, which means that six of his eight road games, he did not score a rushing touchdown. I mean, I don't think that bunching is necessarily predictive, but I do think Jones is probably more likely to have success at home than on the road, given that Aaron Rodgers plays better, given that the game scripts tend to favor his production there. So I think this may be a game to downgrade him a little bit. I've dropped him to third at the position behind Damian Williams. Um, he's number three in pricing on DraftKings at $6,700, but I, I'm not sure the value is there the way that it is for Damian Williams. Okay, next up, wide receivers. The best matchups this week include Debo Samuel, Emmanuel Sanders, Tyreek Hill, and McCole Hardman. Uh, for Hill and Hardman, those home matchup against the Titans, I've kind of praised Mahomes in that matchup, and that's going to spill over, I think, to Hill, Hardman, and also to Tyreek Hill. The Titans are number 21 in DVOA pass defense overall, but they're also bottom 10 against number one receivers and against other receivers, which I think Hardman maybe falls into that group. Um, but either way, I think this is a plus matchup. They increase pass plays by 10%. So I think this is a pretty nice spot for him. Uh, Hill is appropriately priced, I would say, at $7,200 in DraftKings, making him the number two most expensive wide receiver, which is where I ranked him this week. But Hardman, I think, is underpriced at $3,800. I ranked him seventh. That price is 10th at the position. I'm not projecting a ton of workload, just 3.4 projected targets, but I think there's a one in four chance that he scores, and that makes Hardman a very attractive option for me for a DFS stack with Mahomes, maybe with some other Chiefs, given that chance for scoring. I think game script could really boost him here, and I think that makes him a pretty attractive tournament play option. For Samuel and Sanders, um, at home against the Packers here, probably both safer to use than Hardman in general, although from a stacking perspective, I'm not as sure. Uh, the Packers are the, the number 10 DVOA pass defense, as I mentioned, but they're top 15 against both number one and um, number two receivers. So the, the defensive matchup, I think, is a little bit trickier here, even though the weather is better and being at home is, I think, a nice boost for them. Getting a little bit into the weeds here, um, last week when I was thinking about the Seahawks and how big DK Metcalf was, I was thinking that the, the height disparity between cornerbacks Jair Alexander and Kevin King might be predictive in a way that you could sort of read from a fantasy perspective. That would be really important because Alexander is a far superior corner to King. Alexander had a 60% coverage success rate that was 15th among qualified cornerbacks at the position and 7.3 allowed yards per target, 37th, whereas King... 51% coverage success rate outside the top 50 and 9.9 .9 allowed yards per target. So again, you would want the receiver that's definitely matched up against King and fantasy, but I'm not sure that's as predictive as I su suggested last week based on my initial research. 
it turns out when you look at the year as a whole, um, they have at, seen very similar average heights of targeted receivers. Alexander at 73.3 inches and Kevin King at 73.6 inches, which is very different than you see on certain teams, like the Patriots being one example. Stephon Gilmore, who's three inches taller than Jonathan Jones, averaged 73.1 inches for his targeted wide receivers versus 70.9 for Jones. And then like on the Panthers with James Bradbury, who's two inches taller than Dante Jackson, averaged 74.5 inches per targeted receiver versus 72.7. You're not really seeing that to the same extent with Alexander and King. And I think that ended up being true last week when Alexander spent a little bit more time on DK Metcalf than Tyler Lockett. In any way, Samuel and Sanders are similar in terms of height, even though Samuel is a much bigger and, in my mind, more physical player. So I'm not sure that you're going to get the boost there that you see. And given that there's a pretty similar disparity here between number one and number two receiver defense, I'm not sure either is getting the real benefit uh, of a defensive matchup here. So again, relying more on the fact that it's a you know, bit at home and the weather thing. Honestly, I expect the 49ers to rely a lot more heavily on George Kittle in this game, something they did in the blowout earlier in the year when when Kittle had more than 100 receiving yards and a touchdown and Sanders and, and Samuel combined for just three targets. So this is kind of a long way of saying that even though this is probably a plus matchup because of the weather and because of the venue, uh, I have them ranked third and fifth of the position, which is not any better than their price of $5,500 and $4,900. Not players that I'm desperate to build my team around unless I'm just going with the 49ers stack. I may be a little, a little bit too much into the weeds, so let's calm it down a little bit, looking at the receivers with the worst matchups this week. Those include Devontae Adams, Alan Lazard, and A.J. Brown. For Adams and Lazard at the 49ers, obviously a very tough matchup. Kind of mentioned that earlier, talking about Aaron Rodgers. Um, you're dealing with the number two DVA pass defense here in the 49ers. They're top 10 against number one receivers, other receivers, running backs, and tight ends. And while you might think that leaves them sort of susceptible to a number two receiver like Lazard, I think the cornerback switch from Mikella Witherspoon to Emmanuel Mosley may cover up that one weakness. Witherspoon, 54% coverage success rate and 7.8 allowed yards per target, 33rd and 48th at the position respectively, while Mosley is 63% and 6.3, both top 15 among qualified cornerbacks. So I think that upgrade plus the forward upgrade at the pass rush is going to make this a very tough spot for the Packers to be productive in the passing game. Again, they cut pass plays by 10%, passing yards per attempt by 19%, and passing touchdowns per attempt by 13%. None of that is enough to knock Adams out of my top spot at the position. So I think it's fair to pay $7,900 for him. But I actually ranked McCole Hardman ahead of Alan Lazard, even though Lazard is significantly more expensive and DraftKings at $4,400. So that's the, the Packers, again, aren't my first choice to build a stack. I'd rather go with the Chiefs stack. And then meanwhile, A.J. Brown, obviously with Derrick Henry just running wild over the last few weeks, Brown has been the biggest sufferer from a fantasy perspective. And I'm not sure that's what's going to happen against the Chiefs. Um, I'm just not sure the Titans can build a big lead like they did against the Patriots um, and the Ravens. But that said, Brown, still not a, a great matchup here against the Chiefs. They're number six in DVA pass defense and top 10 against number one receivers and number two receivers, cutting passing yards and touchdowns per attempt by 11% and 21%. Plus you're on the road here, plus it's a 20 degree kickoff temperature, all of which knocks Brown up, down to my number four receiver. Um, that's kind of where he landed in DraftKings at $5,200. Um, I thought maybe he would end up being a value because of how little production he's had the last two weeks, but the price doesn't reflect that. So I don't think Brown is somebody you need to, to jump into your lineups this week. 
Then I'll close this up with uh, tight ends, where the best matchups this week are, fortunately, the best two tight ends, George Kittle and Travis Kelsey. Kittle has the little bit better matchup in my mind at home against the Packers. They're number 24 in DVOA defense against tight ends, allowing 55 yards per game to the position. That's 14th most of the position. I mentioned earlier when these teams played back in Week 12, Kittle had the much better day, 129 receiving yards and a touchdown on six targets. The team only had 19 targeted attempts here, so that was a pretty hefty uh, percentage of the of the team's target share. And I think that the overall targets sh- targets will probably increase with a with a less extreme game split. But I still think Kittle is going to probably get his lion's share of those, and what I think is a pretty good matchup for for tight ends. Although that said, I do think Travis Kelsey is the the better option in general, and obviously he's priced for it at $1,700 in DraftKings. But the Titans, also a, a pretty bad defense against tight ends, number 20 in DVOA against uh, the position, and allowing 58 yards per game to the position, 10th most in football. So I think Kelsey is definitely an option for you. He and Mahomes combined in a stack for eight touchdowns last week. They probably won't do that again, but I do love them again as a, as a stack together this week, and I've, I've ranked him easily number one at the position this week, even noticeably ahead of Kittle. And then finally, the tight ends with the bad matchups this week, Jimmy Graham and Jonu Smith. For Jimmy Graham, uh, he is actually third in DraftKings at $3,700, but I ranked him fourth behind Jonu Smith. And this is really a game script related thing as well. Uh, with Henry doing all he's done, Smith hasn't gotten very much production. I think less than 20 receiving yards the last two weeks. But again, against the Chiefs, I'm not sure that's the way that you expect things to go. And the Chiefs are a much better uh, defensive matchup than the 49ers are for tight ends. The 49ers are the number two DVA defense against the position and allowing just 34 yards per game to the position. That's the fewest in football. While the Chiefs are... Um, they're, they are a top 10 DVOA defense against tight ends, but they allow 59 yards per game to the position. That's actually the sixth most in football. And so given that, I've actually bumped Smith ahead of Jimmy Graham this week, and he's $300 less expensive in DraftKings. So somebody I think you should probably go ahead and use in your lineups if you need to save some money at the position. Okay, that's going to do it for this week's episode of the Football Outsiders Fantasy Podcast. If you haven't already, please subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. You can find it on iTunes, Google Podcasts, and also Stitcher. And then I'll be back in for my last in-season podcast of the 2019-20 NFL season leading up to the Super Bowl that week. So thank you, and I will talk to you then. Mm-hmm.